Hey everyone, and welcome to the Landlord Studio Podcast. This show is all about giving you the best real estate advice from uh, industry leaders across the US, so you can learn to grow your real estate business and build long-term wealth. Let's cue the intro. Before we jump into today's episode, make sure you click subscribe button below so you can get notified of every episode we release. And in today's episode, we are interviewing Mr. David Peer. David is an active duty Marine, and together with his partner in crime and wife, Kimberly, he runs his brand called From Military to Millionaire, devoting his free time to help service members and veterans learn how to build wealth through real estate investing, entrepreneurship, and personal finance. Firstly, thank you for your service, David, and how are you going today? Thanks, brother. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on the show. I am, I'm doing great. I uh, awesome. went on a long bike ride this morning and I got some time to read, so always a good day. Oh, that's good. That's better than the weather here. It's a bit <laughs> rainy and wet and cold. <laughs> we have opposites. We've got the winter here while you've got summer over there, so I'm a bit jealous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the other half of the year, it evens out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I like uh, starting podcasts off with kind of like a favorite quote or like an icebreaker question. So what's your favorite quote and why? Yeah. So you asked me this right before we started recording and I realized that I probably should have like a legitimate favorite quote, but the first thing that popped into mind was just the phrase burn the ships, which is less of a quote and more of an homage to um, back when the guy whose name I'm totally blanking on uh, Ferdinand. No, no. Anyway, I'm not, I'm not going to embarrass myself here, but uh, <laughs> basically when they landed in South America and they were going to go uh, after Aztecs and whatever and um, they were totally outnumbered and what they did was he, he basically just burned his fleet of ships and was like yeah well you don't have a way to go home so either you win this battle or you die and yeah. uh, so the mentality behind that of just like don't don't give yourself an out it's all or nothing yeah I've, I've heard the quote before and I actually really like it it's uh it's a good one for uh I guess both personal life and also uh, entrepreneurship and real estate investing and everything cool so uh, what I wanted to kind of dive into today is really like about your journey um, and the brand that you've built, the following and the movement that I've kind of seen online. So I guess like how and why did you get started in real estate investing and why didn't you choose something like the stock market or something else like uh, like a standard business or something like that? Well, I did do some stock market investing as a young Marine and uh, I made a, a decent amount of money and then I lost it all. Um, and I just couldn't figure it out. And yeah. I guess what kind of turned me off from that, aside from just losing a bunch of money, was just the fact that it wasn't something I could control. If something, you know, the example I use now, which is this happened way later in life, but is uh, when Elon Musk decided to smoke a blunt and the stock for Tesla dropped 9% the next yeah. morning now granted it came back up and it's since gone up but you know not to say that i'm gonna go smoke a blunt tonight but if i did my real estate would still make the same amount of money um you know nine <laughs> percent drop in tesla stock is you know essentially billions of dollars down the drain for him for him and for investors so uh that that was kind of the idea like not being able to control now i didn't know any of that at the time i just knew i was losing money and that i couldn't seem to figure it out. Uh, in 2015, I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And, you know, that was the book that kind of set everything off. And I'd already, I had looked at buying real estate at some point before. And I talked myself out of it because I didn't know what I was doing. I read that book and realized it's really not that complicated. Uh, I can figure this out. 
And so, yeah, within three months of reading the book, I uh, bought a duplex. I did the house hack, live in one side, rent the other, and just kind of started going from there. And, and now as I look back, one of the things I really like about real estate is that I can control it. You know, I, I mean, obviously mm. stuff can still happen, but I can control if I'm going to increase rent. I can control if I'm going to shop for new insurance or shop for new garbage uh, services. I can control, uh, you know, if I'm going to spend $5 on a light bulb or $10 on an LED light bulb and what the effect of that is depending on utilities and, and things like that. Uh, you know, just two weeks ago, I have a 10 unit that I pay utilities on because it's single metered and I decided to buy a bunch of uh, like low flow, more water efficient stuff. And I cut my utility costs by like a hundred bucks a month. And you know, oh, so wow. anyway, so all that to say yeah. you have control and you can blame yourself if something goes wrong and you can improve yeah. things rather than just kind of holding on for the ride. Yeah, totally. Uh, kind of feeds well into something that I wanted to kind of ask about because because you mentioned that you started learning about real estate from Rich Dad Poor Dad. I was quite curious to know if like does the military have any types of programs that teach you how to invest or teach you what to do with your money, or did you just literally find someone else, um, a mentor, or literally just read read Rich Dad Poor Dad and get into it that way? I guess the answer to both of those questions is yes. The military does. I didn't know anything about it. So I'm actually a command financial specialist now. So I'm one of the guys who's it, who's in my unit who can talk about finances, can talk about uh, investing. Unfortunately, a lot of times people just come to me after they've made a mistake and they need help. But uh, there's actually, they do have spots on base that offer courses, whether you want to learn about uh business stuff or entrepreneurship. Um, there's people who talk about how to use your, your VA loan for real estate. There are resources, but it doesn't seem like it's nearly well enough utilized or advertised. You kind of have to go looking for it sometimes. Um, it's just not the primary mission of the military, I suppose. Yeah. But so I, so while it was there, I ended up finding it through, through books and doing my own research on the side. And then I kind of stumbled upon some, upon some of our resources in that process uh, and kind of became part of that loop. But um, I guess that was kind of part of what prompted the starting. Well, originally everything I do just started as me documenting my journey, but then as it grew and morphed, I kind of started to fill that void as trying to help people uh, with mm. those financial decisions because ironically enough, it's easier to find my information about money if you're searching through Google than it is to find like the Marine Corps information for money just because, you know, a million other things pop up for the Marine Corps when you're searching through stuff as opposed yeah. to, you know, so I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. Do you find now that you're teaching people, you're actually learning a lot better as well? Like you're, oh, you're yeah. kind of discovering things that maybe you should have known before, or it's kind of just like that thought process of, of teaching. Yeah. Teaching is by far the best way to learn a subject. You know, if you can, if you have a decent grasp and you have to teach in front of someone, you know, I could I could explain cash flow and I knew what cash flow was five years ago, but when you have to give a presentation and explain it in such a way that someone else understands and then be able to answer questions about it, you need to have a much more thorough understanding. And the benefit to teaching people and, and writing blogs and posting videos and whatever is that if you don't make sense or you make a mistake or uh, somebody doesn't understand, they're going to let you know, they're going to ask you questions, and then you're going to be able to clarify and you're going to be able to learn. So I get some really oddball questions that I have no idea how to answer. And then I'm able to take those questions and go research it. And then now I'm, you know, so it's pretty cool. 
yeah i love that that's cool what's what is your investing approach is it typically buy and hold rental properties or do you do some fix and flips and why do you take that approach personally I've done a little bit of everything. I'm kind of an oddball. Uh, I figure if I'm going to teach someone how to do something, I should probably have tried it. So I have partnered on a flip. I have flipped a house successfully. I have flipped a house very unsuccessfully. Um, I've done Airbnb. In fact, the house I'm in right now uh, in San Diego, I didn't buy this one. I it wasn't going to be here very long. And so I rented and I got them to let me Airbnb bedroom. So I Airbnb kind of a arbitrage type thing, but I live in the house. So um, to kind of kind of house hack, kind of Airbnb mix. Um, I've done some apartment stuff. Uh, I've done a big syndication deal as a general partner. So I've done a little bit of everything. But my ultimate preferred strategy is long-term buy and hold rental properties because at the end of the day, I make a million dollars today. And what am I going to do with that? I'm going to turn around and put it in rental properties that will pay me long-term and 15 yeah. years from now be paid down. So why not just start with that strategy? And just yeah, they keep cash flowing, right? So yeah. and then, and ultimately, if you're taking out any sort of loan on those, <laughs> they're self paying them down. So <laughs> it yeah. just makes sense. Yeah. Um, do you do you tend to go for like uh, I guess multi unit or uh, duplexes or single family homes? What's your kind of preferred, I guess, rental property as such? I've done a little bit of everything. Um, I, I like the duplex to fourplex idea if you can house hack, but. Uh, my favorite mm -hmm. property to date that I've bought, purchased is probably just my little 10 unit. Uh, the, oh, nice. the big apartment that I'm a part of is awesome, gives great returns. It's also a little bit more work, you know, so that the 10 unit, I can legitimately just let my property manager run. And I have had very, very minimal dealings with it since we closed two years ago, two and a half years ago, but it pays me well. Yeah. Actually, to, uh, just touching base on the property manager, um, so we have a lot of servicemen using Landlord Studio to help them manage their rental properties, particularly remotely, um, as they're still, still kind of service, servicing. Um, do you typically buy properties that are close to where you live or do you focus out of state and different markets? And how do you typically manage those? Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I joke with service members all the time that the first thing they need to learn is how to invest in real estate long distance. And they're like, well, you know, but I'm going to invest right here. Yeah, but if you stay in the military, that property will be long distance very soon. At some point, whether you like it or not, you will be moving. And so eventually you're going to be managing a property long distance. Um, I started in Springfield, Missouri, where I was a recruiter. So the first house I bought, I lived in the one half and I rented the other. And then six months later, I moved to Hawaii and I since bought 14 other units in that market. And so all of those have been long distance. Uh, one or two of them I've never been in. Um, I don't know. I think I've seen one, maybe two of the units in my 10 unit. Uh, and so what I did was I just, I hired a really awesome property manager before I left. And then I just keep tabs on the manager. Um, I also own an apartment the, the, or I'm a partner on the apartment and that's in South Carolina. I've never even been in that city. Um, I was hoping to fly out there when we were doing due diligence, but it wasn't an ideal time of year. Uh, not a whole lot of traveling to do right now. So, um, yeah. you know, it is what it is. But I, I think I, there, now I have a friend who manages everything himself and he has properties in three different states and he does wow. very, very well, you know, and he's <laughs> been be, able to do that. Yeah, that would uh, be 
interesting and probably quite difficult if you're yeah like good for him you know it's like congrats brother i want nothing to do with that um so dave if you're listening to this i'm talking about you um like it's very impressive but not for me so Mm. i have the whole i hired a property manager and she's incredible and she takes care of everything for me yeah What's uh, investing in Hawaii like? I know there's, uh, well, I've seen kind of Brandon Turner hold uh, the bigger pockets kind of events there and stuff and the, the masterminds and stuff. Is, is there quite a bit of a community out there or um, like how do you find investing in, I guess, Hawaii in general? There's a pretty decent community. I, I will say a lot of the investors in Hawaii are long distance. A lot of them mm. buy in the Midwest or places that are more affordable which I guess makes sense because of how expensive it is. It's hard to, you're not going to find anything that like genuinely cash flows in Hawaii very, at least not easily. I I know a few people who pulled it off, but that's more of the exception than the rule. There is a very big culture of house flipping. That's, that's kind of the thing that I found a lot of people have success out there because there's just a big spread. So yeah, you're paying more money for a house, but it's a pretty big spread. You can make some decent money. Um, you can do development. I've got some friends who do development on various islands. You can be successful. There's a pretty decent market of investors for sure. There's a couple of good meetups on Oahu, uh, on Maui. I haven't been to that one. Uh, a couple of different people that are out there, big players. But there's definitely a lot of them who invest long distance from there. They take whatever large income they make in Hawaii and throw it towards more affordable markets. Yeah, that would make sense. Um I have heard that it's quite expensive in Hawaii in some places and it probably more fits a lifestyle choice of living, whereas you'd have your rental properties kind of around the rest of the mainlands of the States. Uh, Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I've seen the movement that you've created online across social media um, and how much interest servicemen and even just general real estate enthusiasts have shown in your brand particularly and also your personal story. Why do you think that what you're doing and what you're teaching resonates so well with people uh, in comparison to, I guess, other people that have created their blogs or created their podcasts? The good question. And (laughs) at the risk of sounding conceited, I will answer it. Uh, It's because of my incredible mustache. No. um, And it's a good question. It is. It is beautiful. I think it's, I think it's, (laughs) why thank you. Uh, I think it's a few things. I think first and foremost, it's that I didn't start the community thinking that it was going to grow into this monstrous thing that was going to end up becoming my job. I started just a blog to talk about what I was doing because ironically, because I wanted to write a book about something totally different uh, about a deployment I had, not real estate at all. And I just wanted to get better at writing. And then it just kind of grew from there. Um, So I think the transparency, like the fact that I'm very open about failures and very open about what works, what doesn't work, what I'm trying, what I'm not trying. Uh, I share successes. I share absolute failures. Like I joked about my bad flip. My whole community, if they pay any attention to my story, they all know that I lost $30,000 on a flip earlier this year. Um, So I think part of that, like the transparency, genuine, like I'm approachable, whatever. And then I think it's also part of the fact that as far as the military goes, I've been in for a while, but I'm not an officer. I'm not, you know, a commanding officer. I'm not a Navy SEAL. I'm not like, I think that kind of helps is that I am your normal, no college. Well, I have an associate's degree now, but like no bachelor's degree, not really much education, nothing special enlisted dude who my fancy job in the military is driving trucks. 
And mm-hmm. so I think part of that is I, I would think that kind of plays in is just that I'm like a totally normal dude. And it's like, if I can do this, you, I have a friend who basically says real estate investing is easy. I can do it. Like that's kind of the idea I think is that I'm not anything special, so to speak. So it's like, I think, yeah, I think people really resonate with, I guess, humble, humble beginnings or humble stories. Um, I guess a lot of people find it difficult to have a relationship or even just resonate with people that are so far out of their reach um, that, yeah, someone like yourself just probably allows them to feel like it's achievable, right? Hope so. (laughs) I figured it out somehow so far yeah <laughs> just read rich dad for that you'll be fine that's it you just read that book and then uh you just go buy the most expensive thing you possibly could and yeah. uh, no no don't do that. cool um and i guess finally something that i wanted to touch on was what, what advice or what what would you say to a serviceman um that is currently looking for a way to retire from the military by investing their money like where where should they start who should they go talk to? Uh, how should they take that first step? I think the first thing you need to do is get your expenses in check. People want to start all this fancy stuff and they want to work on their income and they want to make all this money, but they they blow it on stupid stuff. So it, it doesn't make any sense to make an extra $1,000. Like the way I tell people to look at it is if I earn an extra $1,000 tomorrow, after taxes, I might get to keep six or 700 of it. But if I save $1,000 that I was already spending, I get to keep all 1000 of it because it was already taxed. And mm-hmm. so like, there's just a way to look at it like that. And if you can save what you've got and then you build your income on top of it, great, because otherwise your expenses are just going to grow. So I, I tell people to maximize their thrift savings plan, their 401k, like the military 401k. Um, the tax advantages with that are great. It makes a good emergency fund. You can roll it later into real estate. Just spend some time learning everything you can through books, podcasts, people, you know, whatever. Attend some meetups and, and just learn, learn, learn and save some money. Um, you know, don't, unless you already have the money, don't, don't get wrapped around buying the property and doing all this crazy stuff just yet. Build your mm-hmm. financial foundation, build your educational foundation. And then that way, when you finally take action, which you need to do, you definitely need to take action. Um, you'll be ready. You won't be just, you know, hoping things work out because otherwise you're screwed. Yeah. Fair enough. I like that. And I guess what, what's, uh, what's your goal for the rest of the year? What are you, what are you planning to achieve and where are you going? Well, I plan to have a book out by the end of this year, uh, not real oh, estate nice. specific, more like military finance and career stuff. Um, yeah. There will definitely be real estate in it. In fact, that's probably <laughs> too much of the book right now. That's probably where we're going to focus on chopping content mostly. Uh, so that's written. That's at the editor. And then a few other, I mean, you know, building the portfolio, building the brand. My My biggest goal is more of a next year goal than this year and that's uh exiting the active duty military going into the reserves and just continuing to build my business and portfolio so that when i make that jump i can spend the time focusing on the community rather than having to go work for someone else to still continue only building this at four in the morning (laughs) yeah cool well really appreciate you coming on today's uh, podcast episode david um where can our landlord studio members find a bit more about you uh where should they go first easiest way to find me is on instagram at from military to millionaire 
Uh, that's where I'll communicate. I'll respond to text messages or, or Instagram or, or DMs, whatever they, I don't know. They all, every platform calls their messaging something else, but uh, <laughs> DMs, um, uh, you can find me on Facebook. Every, it really, if you type in military millionaire or from military to millionaire uh, in any platform or on Google, I should pop up. If awesome. I didn't, then tell me and I'll keep working on it. <laughs> SEO. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's getting, it's getting better finally. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, thank you very much for everyone listening in today. Uh, again, hit the subscribe button below so you can get notified of each episode that we release. Appreciate you coming on today's show, David, and I hope you have a great rest of your week. Thanks for having me, brother.